Welcome to the Manor. Welcome back to the Twin Terrors, Macabre Manor, Bead, Metal, and Mayhem. I'm James, and with me today is special guest Tracy. How are you doing, Tracy? I'm doing great. How are you, James? I am peachy. I am so peachy I should be snop. Snops? Snops. One of those things. <clears throat> anyway, Tracy is a huge fan of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yes. And, of course, this being the 42nd anniversary here, so we're doing our almost month-long Terrors Hitchhiker's Spectacular. She agreed to talk to us and just tell us what she feels about this, making her the second person to do this. So we really appreciate it. Yay, thank you for letting me be your number two. I feel so honored. So, um, and just to let everyone out there in your podcast know, I am a not literary, a literary expert of any kind, <laughs> <laughs> um, nor do I have like some fancy op opinion piece like from a newspaper. This is just a normal person's viewpoint of um, what I think is a very whimsical and fantastical book. Well, cool. I, I wouldn't stress. All three of our listeners are probably okay with that. Awesome. Thank you, three people. <laughs> <laughs> to warm us up, uh, I'll ask you the same questions that I asked both Jody, usual partner, and Sam, the other person we, we well, I spoke to. If you had to pick from one of these five, because these are five drinks that go with Hitchhiker's Guide for various reasons, would you pick, and hopefully I remember them all because obviously I can't find my note, so there may only be four things, uh, would you pick Bitter, an ale, which is what Arthur and Ford got in the pub before the earth got blown up. A whiskey, which is what Ford would drink when he got depressed at astrophysicist parties, and he'd go off into the corner and sulk and talk to a girl and drink. Gin and tonic, can be Earth's or any of them. Pan Galactic Gargle Blaster, or Old Jank Spirit. Boy, that's a tough one. Not really. I'm a whiskey gal, so whiskey me up. Whether I'm depressed or not, I will drink it. <laughs> Sweet. I like whiskey a lot, but I, I tend to get grouchy when I drink it, and it's not good for anybody. Yeah, we don't want that. No. We want you happy and perky at our meetings. <laughs> well, you should always get me a Pan Galactic Gargle Blaster before we meet then, which, which is technically what I'm drinking now, except on Earth we call it Malort. Oh my God, you're obsessed. That's <laughs> oh, so good. My wife just got over the horrible flu and all sorts of things and the whole house was sick. Pretty sure the reason I didn't get sick, shot or two of Malort every day. Really? Cleaned you out. So it's medicinal? Oh, it's so medicinal. <laughs> I tried it once and it was very harsh <laughs> to my palate. It was like burning. But do you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of the Icelandic alcohol. Um, and it's called the Black Death. I can't remember the strange name, and nor can I pronounce anything Icelandic, apparently. Um, <laughs> but that was equally as bad to me. Like I, I'm, I'm looking it up right now. It looks like uh, Bren, Brennovan? Yeah. There's like two N's and an I with a little weird asterisk. Um, but if you go and you're like, I want to, you know, try the Black Death of Iceland, they'll just give it to you. I'm going to have to look for that now. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> it's super gross, but to my palate. I don't know. You might like it. Uh, well, well, we'll find out. That will be, that will be <laughs> the be next, your next show. You have to try <laughs> it live on the air so that we can get your reactions. Uh, sweet. Okay. Next question. Okay. 
I'm trying to remember the order I did these with everybody else because it's <laughs> not been a couple weeks. Uh-oh. Okay, do remember. Have you ever, and again, this could be just me because Jody and Sam caught him off a little guard. So there are certain drinks like Old Jank Spirit, Pangalactic Gargle Blaster. When I was reading the books, Old Jank Spirit to me, actually I thought, huh, I bet that's like Rumble Mints. No idea why. I have no reason to believe so. Are any of the drinks that you've read, have you ever matched them up with an earth drink? Not really. I kind of felt like um, because of the storytelling and the world building that since you're looking at it from the perspective of not an earthling, <laughs> uh, that it would have to be something so super catafragilistic, expialidocious that earth could not have anything that would compare to it. So no, that idea never crossed my mind. However, um, if it did cross a bartender's mind and they served it like as a special drink for their, like an event or, you know, like a bar thing, you know how sometimes they name things really cute, like a theme, I would totally have recognized some of them and tried them probably all in that same night. <laughs> And then I would have drunk texted people about it who have no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, just a, just a cherry on top. <laughs> I just had the best <laughs> pangalactic gargle blaster. What? Yeah, except it would be totally misspelled and have like eight G's and a couple Z's and Y's in there. Wow. <laughs> Good times. <laughs> if it makes you feel better, you're more online with Douglas Adams himself because he kept being asked, well, what goes into Pangalactic Cortical Blaster? And he said, you can't make it on Earth because it would evaporate in our atmosphere. Ooh, he did the math on that one. I just think he didn't want to come up with the <laughs> I am not that smart to think about molecules in that manner right now. <laughs> All right. Do you have a favorite character out of I mean, any of them? Even minor characters are fine, but... No, I can't say that I have um, a favorite. I feel like this is one of the few books that I read that I kind of feel like I like the whole concept of it. And, you know, I always saw it as, you know, a part of history that has never happened yet or could possibly happen in a different timeline. And so because I disassociated myself in that way, <laughs> so... I really didn't have a person. It was like I was watching it through the author's, you know, the voiceover person's eyes, so to speak. You know, and I'm not British. So maybe if I was British, I could probably <laughs> relate to some of the characters. But it was just literally outerworldly um, that I just can't pick one thing or one specific person. But I'm like that with a lot of things I read in general. That's just who I am. I mean, there's some characters that you get attached to, right? Especially if, you know, something bad happens to them or they're going through some some sort of growth in their character arc. Nice. Well, it seems to be the consensus. None of us have a, a favorite. All the characters have something we like. So it sounds like you have read the book. And w did you see the feature film movie that came out 15 years ago? Or did you mean the BBC TV series -y movie that came out like 30 years ago. I did not know about the BBC show until now, so thank you. If you have Hulu, um, it's on there right now. Yay! I'm going to add it. I have Hulu. I have all of them. I have Hulu, Prime, Netflix, 
but I didn't get my start into this by reading it. I didn't get into it until the movie came out. And I love the movie. I was like, what the hell am I watching? This is fantastic. <laughs> and I'm not even on drugs. Like, it was just so great. And then I found out several years after the movie, yes, indeed, there was a book. And apparently not just one book, but like five or six books. Yeah, it's a trilogy of, well, five by Douglas and then uh, six by Ellen Colfer. Yes, thank you, because I'm horrible with names. Um, so my introduction was more from the pop culture aspect rather than the literary aspect. Um, but I feel like however a person discovers this wonderful piece, you know, you could have discussions, whether you're book people or movie people or vice versa. Um, but what drew me to reading the book um, was because I like the movie so much and I love the uh, cheeky Brit humor. Um, and I'm very biased. Um, my parents let me watch TV a lot. Uh, when I was younger, I was like a latchkey kid. So I had access to cable <laughs> when they weren't home. And <laughs> I watched a lot of British TV shows. Um, and so this fell into that type of, of thing I watched growing up because I like Monty Python and, and shows like that. And it's just so different and imaginative. And I think that if I had read the book, I would have had a world in mind that would could have been different. Whereas I went into it blind. Um, I loved Moe's deaf. Um, and so that he was one of the reasons why I saw the movie and it was just wonderful. I, I will say I love this book way more than any of the Harry Potters, which might be blasphemy, but it was literally, there's two reasons for that. One, it was my first introduction to that type of genre, the sci-fi fantasy genre. Um, and if it wasn't for that book, I probably wouldn't be into a Harry Potter or, you know, things like Game of Thrones or, or things that are more on that fantastical level. Cool. And it's a gateway drug, basically. <laughs> One of us. One of us. <laughs> so those are the big questions. You're welcome to now just fly off on whatever tangent you'd like. If you have anything more, if you're good, that's fine too. Yeah, I just want to say uh, for the people who um, are aware of this book, but maybe haven't had a chance to pick it up, um, or even the movie, I would say if you're an overthinker who likes to be entertained, or just a person who wants to be taken to a new world or perspective, this would definitely be the title to get um, to get you into that genre. And hopefully, you know, you might have to Google some of the British idioms or terms. <laughs> so if you don't have any issues Googling for British phrases, um, then yeah, I recommend this book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, during the very first part of the first book where Trillian talks about, it was either this when he went off, she went off to space with Zaphod or being the dole queue. I had no, the whole time I'm like dole. Is that, is that like she went to work and it was a doll boring thing? Is that how they say doll? And it's only actually been recently, and I read this book 30 years ago when I realized I should look that up. It's it's their uh, welfare system. If you don't have a job, it's kind of like their unemployment doll to hand out, cue, line. So that's. Oh, that makes so much sense. <laughs> that makes so much sense. See, that's what's great. We learn things. <laughs> If nothing else, if they learn so long and thanks for all the fish, 
um that would be awesome or you know even learn that song like spotify it or something which did you like better did you like the thanks for all the fish song at the beginning which is everybody singing or did you like that sort of jazzy smoky (laughs) one at the end i loved both of them for different reasons and i'm not bipolar it's just they were great and i love that they did it differently but the the first the the one at the intro I could not just stop laughing. It was like <laughs> someone gave, like someone roofied me with something really good, and I had no idea what was happening to my body. It was just <laughs> so hilarious. <laughs> it was great. Yeah, definitely uh, one of those songs that if people made a ringtone out of that one, and let me see here, I'm thinking of another one Monty Python. Oh, God, what is it? Something about the uh, wood wood chippers. I'm a lumberjack and I'm okay. Yes, the lumberjack. And I work all day, dressed in women's clothing, and hang around in bars. (laughs) Yes. So thank you to James because I'm I'm off work and so my work brain and so I don't have Alzheimer's. I promise. It's just my brain's like, oh, that word. I can't get it. So either that song or this song either song would make great ringtones and i would totally love those people like if you had that as your ringtone and i heard it i'd be like that's one of my people (laughs) and then i'd probably facebook stalk them just to make sure uh, (laughs) you know what kind of movies and books they like and then i would they would totally never get rid of me all right so you have anything else Nope, that was it. That was all of my brain power, James. Hey, that's all to you and your podcast and your wonderful audience. So thank you. You're welcome. Thank you very much. It's much appreciated. All right, but that's it. We'll talk to you later. I'm James. I'm Tracy. (laughs) Bye. Bye. The Macabre Manor is brought to you by the Twin Terrors. All rights reserved. Stay tuned for some fun outtakes. Well, if you don't say any bad words, this will be the first ever podcast episode with no bad language, so feel free to emphasize. <laughs> Yay! And I will say shoot and darn it as much as I oh, can. Oh, well, maybe not that far. Whew, okay. I, <laughs> I don't know yet. We'll see. We'll see if I'm feeling squirrely. <laughs> do you watch Letterkenny? I do. <laughs> Sorry, now I can just picture squirrely Dan. <laughs> I do, I do. See, I'm glad you know pop culture and stuff. (laughs) They allegedly fucked an ostrich. (laughs) Oh man, I can't leave a Twitter handle. Come on. Hey, if you if you want to go ahead and infuriate whoever you want, (laughs) feel free. We we can put that in the show notes even if you want to give it to me. (laughs) (laughs) Like if I pissed you off today, please let me know personally and stalk me on my social media. Thanks. If I'm having a bad day, I'm totally like Slytherin. So it depends on my moods. But today it's Gryffindor. You're digging yourself in a hole, James. You should have stopped like a minute ago. Yeah, I'm just, just going to go all You're out. Like, I like them all, but I'm going to avoid them. That's why I like them. <laughs> I, I have no idea. I'm used to saying bye and Jody says bye. And <laughs>
should come to this We try to warn you all, but oh dear You may not share our intellect, but